I'm Terry. And I'm Erin. And this is Keeping Busy with us. Carrie and Erin. Yay. So how did we keep busy this time? Well, this time we made gingerbread magic bars. Ooh, from foodnessgracious.com. Yes, we made, in what flavor were they? They were gingerbread. Yeah. I keep thinking maple, but we're done with maple. They were gingerbread flavored magic bars. And mm-hmm. how would you say they lived up to their magic name? Uh, not well. I don't think there was a lot of magic involved. No. Well, I'm looking at the page again. Yes. And I'm looking at the, the pictures on the website. And ours definitely did not look like that. For our at-home listeners, this was a very special recipe because we actually baked it together. Mm -hmm. Um, Interestingly enough, even though we constantly bake and we often share the things that we bake, we had never made something together. So I actually went to visit Erin and brought some ingredients and we collaborated on this recipe, which we promptly threw in the trash (laughs) (laughs) yeah it didn't we each cut a piece and they were fairly small pieces we didn't even finish those pieces no we did not it was not something that should be eaten really no so looking at the picture um it looks like the bottom layer is kind of flan-ish, maybe cheesecake-ish, and then the top layer looks like a gingerbread cake. Yes. And we just really did not have a cake layer, period. Yeah. there. I mean, there was something similar to a crust, but after that, it was all goo. <laughs> I would even call it a skin. We had a skin we on did. the top. We had a skin. Is, that's, I think that's accurate. Nobody wants skin. That's gross. Yeah. This calls it a cakey top layer, but it's also a recipe that's adapted, and um, they mention that mm-hmm. on the site. The original recipe came from whiteonricecouple.com, and the basis is their magic custard cake. And if you go to this website, they actually have a little more description on what you can expect from the recipe and how the Mm -hmm. recipe comes out and they talk about the cake part being light and fluffy and melt in your mouth and then the bottom layer being like this really satisfying custard type uh, bottom layer and I would say it was certainly not underdone it seemed to be cooked all the way through and just 10 kinds of wrong yeah like the custard was set up it was just the whole thing was custard there was no cake right and it was almost gelatinous yeah it's strange it actually i found that the closest thing i could think of um, to compare it to was a crustless pumpkin pie but somehow less pleasant i like pumpkin pie (laughs) (laughs) i am (laughs) Pumpkin pie is good. I'm a fan of pumpkin pie. This was like bad pumpkin pie. I used to think that I didn't like pumpkin pie because I always had the one that came from the store frozen and you cook it and it comes out and it's, again, too gelatinous, too jelloed um, instead of a smooth custard kind of feel to it. 
I don't know if you've ever had uh, panna cotta. I don't think so. So it's a little more like panna cotta, which I'm actually okay with. But because of this kind of straddling the line between a custard and a panna cotta, something is just not good about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the the recipe from Foodness Gracious uh, leaves out some details that I think would be helpful that you can get from going to the the adapted recipe from whiteonricecouple.com. Uh, while we were making it, I felt like we kept turning to each other and saying this it has something's to be wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, something is wrong here. It was so liquidy. It was basically soup. And we got to the point where you have to heat some of the ingredients. And I think that's mostly so that they are kind of all at the same temperature. Because sometimes when you're mixing, say, you know, warm ingredients with something that's cold or thick or um, very viscous, like the molasses... Uh, if they're not all the same temperature, you can kind of get globs of things. So some of it is heated up, and part of it is whipped, and then you have to fold in the whipped egg whites, which yeah. at that point I think we were both completely confused because we had a bowl of soup that we were supposed to fold egg whites into. <laughs> yeah, and the bowl of soup looked like maybe four times the volume of the egg whites that were whipped so they just floated around in there is really what yeah. was happening yeah and then you just pour this soup into your pan and hope for the best <laughs> right <laughs> which we did not receive we did not receive the best no and and the flavor itself was so the the spices in it are obviously you have the molasses you have ginger cinnamon and cloves I felt like the clove was too much. I'm not a big clove person, but even the few bites that we took, it just was too much clove for me. If I were to to be crazy and to try it again just to see how it would come out, I would just scrap the clove and put in nutmeg. Yeah, there you go. That sounds good. So they have it has three teaspoons of ginger and two and a half teaspoons of cinnamon, and then it only has a quarter of a teaspoon of the ground cloves but it was kind of overriding the other flavors yeah my cloves are powerful yeah and also there's um four tablespoons of molasses and it calls for three quarters of a cup of dark brown sugar packed we used light brown sugar and i still thought that it was cloyingly sweet yeah it even was pretty with, sweet yeah even with like the less molasses basically from the light brown instead of the dark brown sugar it's something that kind of coats your tongue with sweetness and molasses flavor and doesn't let up so you kind of <laughs> just very quickly get sick of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a disappointment yeah i was pretty bummed about it i would be willing to try maybe a different magic cake recipe just to see if I could get the appropriate layers, a cakey layer and a custard layer that were of a different flavor. So maybe I wasn't so, you know, worried about the flavor itself coming out wrong. But I definitely wouldn't make this particular one again. Yeah. So Foodness Gracious has um, other magic cakes, magic cake bars uh, that 
you know, different varieties that you can try. They have a pecan pie one, pumpkin pie, and a chocolate Guinness magic cake. Of course, you can also do the white on rice. Theirs is just a, a, a magic custard cake with no particular flavor. <laughs> um, but the pecan pie one looks good. It does look good. Basically because it looks like seven layer bars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which are amazing. And if you, you could find a way to make something that tasted like seven layer bars, but was not as much work because they are pretty, they take forever, then I would be right there to do that. Also, I think it seems like this magic cake is a thing. So you could probably Google just about any flavor you wanted and get find some recipe for magic cake. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the pecan pie one and it has a lot less milk in it really it only calls for one and a quarter cup of milk oh and this was two full cups yeah and the one i'm looking at has a cup of flour and this one had a cup of flour as well oh it did yeah oh Oh, yeah it did you're right i was thinking for some reason it didn't have any flour but now it does i wonder because that this recipe called for two full cups and that was a lot. Yeah. And how many eggs are in the pecan pie one? I'm looking at the gingerbread magic cake. So go down the list of ingredients. I'm just going to compare to the gingerbread. All right. Half a cup of butter. Yep. Same. Three quarter cup light corn syrup, which I don't think was in there at all. No, um, but we did have molasses. Right. But light corn how much syrup, molasses? Uh, four tablespoons. So about a quarter of a cup. Okay. Uh, so, and then one and a quarter cup milk, four eggs, yep. one and a quarter cup packed brown sugar. Wow, that's a lot of brown sugar. But I guess yeah. that imparts a lot of flavor, the pecan pie flavor, so. Yeah. Uh, one tablespoon water, one cup flour, teaspoon vanilla, pinch mm, of salt, flavoring. and then chopped pecans. Huh. I wonder. So there's more... There's significantly more sugar, and um, the corn syrup is a lot more liquid volume than just the, the quarter cup of molasses. But, yeah, I mean, that's significantly less milk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of sweetness in this recipe, the pecan pie one. Since the one that we made was already so, so sweet. Three-quarter <laughs> cup, like, corn syrup and the one-and-a-quarter yeah. cup packed brown sugar that's a lot of sweetness that is a lot but i wonder if it would work better i don't know i don't want to try it maybe someday (laughs) yeah i mean not right away i would maybe try the chocolate guinness magic cake if i was gonna try another one yeah that makes sense that you would do that (laughs) (laughs) because i like chocolate everything yeah Yeah. i'm gonna i want to look at that let's see Ooh, that one's got a lot more liquid. Does it really? So one cup milk and then one and a half cups of Guinness. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe I just won't make magic cake. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll just stick to actual cake and make custard when I want custard. Okay, that sounds good. Mm, I think that's my my new deal. So what else have you been up to? I have been completely ignoring my slippers that I'm supposed uh-huh. to be making for Christmas. 
So that's not super awesome. But um, I did find a 3D printing file on Thingiverse for, you know, the star from Super Mario Brothers that gives you invincibility? Yeah. Anyways, um, I found <laughs> I found a 3D printing um, file for a Starman Christmas ornament. So, I mean, basically, it's just the pixelated Aww. star, but it has a little loop built into the top as well. And I happen to have yellow ABS uh, plastic loaded onto my machine already. So, I thought that was perfect. So, mm-hmm. I have made a couple of those, which the kids have been enjoying. But I think that's, cute. that's just about it. I started kind of a random knit project because anytime there's something that I have to do, like finish the slippers for Christmas, I definitely would rather start something else that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm really, really good at ignoring the things that I'm supposed to do by making other projects for myself. Okay. But I'm just... There's this yarn that I've had for a very long time, and it is really soft, um, really fine alpaca yarn, but it's kind of that weird lar- yarn that's kind of loopy. So, you know, some of the some of the strands are pulled tighter than others. So it's not eyelash yarn where it just sticks straight out, but it's very irregular. And so it makes kind of this very scrunchy kind of fabric once it's knitted up. I'm making random triangles out of the different colors that I intend on um, seaming together to form kind of a scarf shawl. Hmm. Okay. Sometimes you just need to go off pattern just so that you can do what you want and not have to keep reading a pattern. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been up to. That sounds like a lot of work to, to make individual triangles. And yeah, then... but they're kind of big. Okay. So hopefully it won't be too bad. What have you been up to? I uh, baked a pineapple upside down cake last weekend that I'm still eating. (laughs) It has been a week and I'm still eating it. still good. I tried your pineapple upside down cake and it was good. I think I over baked it a little bit. Oh yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's still good. It's just... um, you know, typically you make almost like a pineapple-y, caramel-y syrup mm-hmm. to put at the bottom of the bundt cake, which becomes the top of your cake when you flip it out. And I felt like that was just, um, it didn't uh, disperse as much as I would have liked. And the, I don't know you if that has to do with overbaking. Yeah. I don't like think it was it, just I mean, very concentrated. Yeah, it doesn't usually. I've made mm. them a couple of times before. And it doesn't really sauce the cake or flavor the cake. It's just um, an instant cake topper. You're basically just mm-hmm. making cake that already has stuff on it. So you don't have to frost it. You don't have to glaze it or any of that stuff. I guess that, that is convenient. I enjoyed the cake. I got the recipe from thebakingfairy.net. It's pineapple upside down bunk cake. Ooh, that sounds fun. And it came out a lovely texture. It did. And... Uh, I agree. Good times. Besides that, I finished my Christmas cards, which... Ooh, you probably yeah. don't want to tell me because I want to get surprised no. in the mail. That's right. They went out this morning. 
So you should get yours in the next day or two. I'm so excited. We'll have to talk all about it on the next episode. We will. We'll talk about it. I'm a little worried without giving too much away. Like I was really excited. I was really all about this. And then I ordered them and I went and I picked them up and I started addressing the envelopes and putting them in. And I was like, oh no, is this too weird? Maybe. That sounds ridiculous. I'm going to just start with that. Too weird? Ridiculous. Uh, Well, (laughs) like, I I don't mind sending them to my friends and my family because, like, I don't know. We know what to expect from you. (laughs) Right, yeah. I'm a weird one. That's fine. (laughs) But to send it to my husband's family? Yeah. And be, like, advertising to your in-laws, this is who I am. (laughs) Yeah, like, his, his aunt, most of his aunts and uncles we haven't seen since the wedding which coming up on four years ago right and it's just like hey uh i know you don't know us very well but we're weird yeah so no that's excellent i wish everyone (laughs) was as brave with who they are i don't feel brave anymore (laughs) (laughs) i I did before not so more now that they're in the mail you're like I don't know if that was good. <laughs> yeah, second guessing that, but doesn't matter. It's done. Well, that's it's kind of how I felt is. when we sent out our save the dates for the wedding. Those were adorable. Yeah, but I mean, I, I felt the same that. exact way. Like, oh, this is gonna be really funny for people we really know. But you know, like Great Aunt Tilly, which I don't actually yeah. have. Great Aunt Tilly is gonna look at this and be like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> you should explain. So okay, so my husband and I. He proposed to me in Disney World. He brought me down to Disney, and we went through all the theme parks, and he proposed to me. Um, During our trip down there, we had gotten one of those fun, you know, pictures where they put your face in another character's body with, you know, they basically Photoshop your face in. So we Photoshopped our faces into... Han Solo and Leia <laughs> and, <laughs> and we decided to use that as our wedding save the date so it was it was kind of kind of silly he's got the Han Solo you know chest hair hanging out and I think I have a laser gun held up to my face or something like that yeah. ready to to deal with the Empire's forces <laughs> yeah I guess you would expect that more if the rest of your wedding was Star Wars themed. But yeah, and it, it didn't. It had too bad. nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> it was just a normal wedding. Just a completely normal wedding, but the save the date was... was fun. That was yes. fun. <laughs> I got a kick out of it. Yes. So I understand how you're feeling. Yeah. And a little birdie told me that you finished your leg warmers. <gasps> That's right. I did finish my leg warmers, and they're huge. Why is everything I make so big it's just so big <laughs> now this one i made poor choices as far as the yarn is concerned or the pattern the the pattern well the pattern's fine it says um start with a chain and then it says to put it around your leg and make sure that you're happy with the width mm-hmm. and you can add more if you want and i don't know if i put it I don't know what the hell I did, but I decided to add like eight more stitches than they required. Just because what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I put it around my head and it's like, oh, it's too, 
too small or I don't know. I did something stupid. Maybe you just wanted slouchier <sighs> leg warmer. Yeah, well, what I got is they just like fall down immediately and they're just huge and bulky. And I, I don't know. I'm still debating whether or not I should unwind them. Yeah, just rip them. Yeah, and just start over and do the right thing. Because I do like them. Is that what real knitters call or people who do stuff? Is that frogging? I'm going to look that up now. Okay. I don't. I have never heard that phrase. I think it is. Yes, to frog means to rip out stitches. Ha. Huh. I wonder what that has to do with frogs. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Oh my god, I love it so much. Oh, I'm going to use this all the time now. Okay, so <laughs> frog can be used as a verb in the sense to frog means to rip out stitches. When used this way, the word is slang and it is also a play on words. It pays tribute to our amphibious friends, the frogs, and their courses of ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> that brings me joy. That's such a dad joke. <laughs> it's such a dad joke. What are you going to do to your knitting tonight? You know, ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that shouldn't make me laugh so much. <laughs> oh, I like that. I've been trying to stay really super busy because my husband's out of town for two weeks. And if I don't, if I sit still for too long, then I will start to think about people breaking into my house to kill me while I'm alone. <laughs> so, um, so I've been, I did my pineapple upside down cake. I did my leg warmers. I did my Christmas cards. I've been painting the nursery. Wow. I did all the walls. Uh, primed the trim, Holy painted cow. the closet. Um, right before recording, I started to tape so that I could do the final white coat on the trim in the room. You're so I good. I have a date, a date with my mother this weekend. She's going to help me with that. And then next Friday, I there is an ugly Christmas sweater contest at my work for our holiday party, and I found a beautiful ugly sweater beautiful I'm going ugly sweater to, i'm gonna sew some extra bells and um frills on it Ooh. so i have lots to do this week do you know what i found i can't remember how i found this they sell kits now they as in the internet at large there are kits being sold to decorate your beard for the holidays what it comes with glitter that you are to sprinkle upon <laughs> your, sprinkle upon your face mane <laughs> and also comes with little jingle bells that have little no. clips on the end kind of <sighs> you know those <laughs> those ones people used to put at the end of braids or cornrows those tiny tiny little pinch clips yeah so they have those on the end of bells so that you can just oh. decorate your beard all in glitter and jingle bells I love that. It is hilarious. Oh, man. I just think of like a big outdoors woodsman, logger yeah. man. With yes, exactly. Glitter and bells. That's the cutest. I need to find it now so I can show you. I actually watched a video. <laughs> it's so um, on how to apply. On, yeah, it showed you all these wonderful things you can you can decorate your beard with. <laughs> oh, that's right. It has a fun name. Okay, they're called beardaments beard ornaments 
Oh my goodness, I love the world. <laughs> That's beautiful. Do you like how <laughs> like vicious this guy looks? <laughs> this model is just daring you to yeah. insult his beardaments. Right, just say something about my beardaments. Just go ahead and see what happens. They are the cutest thing. I did see a kit, though, <sighs> that was the beardaments and the glitter together and had, had a video how-to of, of beautiful ideas. <laughs> These ones I are not I jingle bells. These are just little ornament-shaped ones, but your husband has a beard. Not enough for the, these beardaments. No, but you could get him a glitter kit. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he would love that. I love the description of this. So, beardament, beard ornaments, 12-piece colorful Christmas facial hair baubles. Baubles? For men, <laughs> for men in the holiday spirit. Easy attach mini mustache sideburns and goatee whisker clips. <laughs> this is just the cutest. Super cute. I'm happy those exist. Yes. Me too. I'm glad you're in, in concurrence. Yeah. So we have to talk about what we're going to do next time. Yes. And I think we already picked, correct? Yes, we did. Yeah. We are going to make toffee Yay. because it's delicious. And mm -hmm. I think we can do it. And if you wanted to, it would also make a good gift or something to bring to a Christmas party. Yeah. Because who doesn't like toffee? Everybody loves toffee. Uh, and it's great in if you want to do like little gift baggies, you can do little things. I was considering when I make this have um, a couple little gift baggies to give out at work. You know, give one to my boss and some coworkers as little gifts. Or you can have favors at your Christmas. Or you can just eat the whole thing yourself. You That's really also could. a really good option. I mean, you have to realize that once you make toffee, if you do start eating it, it's all over. Yeah. It's very unfortunate how much sugar goes into toffee. Um, it is candy. <laughs> it is straight I up know. candy. But I was looking at, you know, some recipes and it's like one cup of sugar. Uh, most of the recipes I, I was looking at were one cup of sugar to one cup of butter. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some of them had vanilla or salt or whatever the heck else. But they always had the one to one on those two. And then it was like, then you just put it in a eight by eight little thing, and that's all you get. Yeah, <laughs> a whole cup of butter, a whole cup of sugar, and all I get is eight by eight. I don't think so. That's not enough. You have to make a lot. You have to make if you want to give them out. You're gonna to have to make some batches for cereal. Yeah, I'm gonna to need to buy just like six boxes of Pounds butter. Of butter. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's called butter toffee, and it really is just butter and sugar, and it's cooked until it gets crispy, and then you dump some chocolate and stuff on it, so, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm definitely going to go with nuts. Are you going to put nuts in? Heck yes. What nuts Heck are you going to put yes. in? I don't know. Pecans? Pecans? Oh, no. No, almonds. <laughs> Almond toffee, right? Isn't that? Don't those go together? <laughs> yes. What are you going to do? They do. Um, although I was thinking um, I've had it before, so I might try it myself. Pistachios. <gasps> Ooh. Are you going to go salted or unsalted? I think I will go unsalted for in the toffee. 
and then I think mm-hmm. I will go salted for the topping. Ooh, okay. That's going to be exciting. I hope we can share our toffees. Me too. Well, the nice Yay. thing about toffee too is that it keeps pretty well for a while. True. I actually made honey toffee once, which oh, yeah. was interesting. <laughs> is it just um, honey instead of the sugar? Or you, do you do like half and half or what did you do? Hmm. I replaced all of the sugar with honey and I replaced all of the dairy with something else. No, I didn't. I used <laughs> I used butter, I think. You know, I figured I had made honey-based candies before, uh, like caramel sauce. And so I figured since it's basically a liquid sugar that it would act pretty similarly. And in a lot of ways it does, but it is a different kind of sugar. And it turns out Honey is hygroscopic, I think is the okay. word. It basically means that if there's water around it, it's going to suck it up. So oh. the interesting thing was it came out exactly like regular toffee. It was crispy. It was crunchy. It had that like uh, shattering kind of chew to it. But after being in your mouth for about two seconds... It absorbed moisture from the inside of your mouth and huh. turned from toffee into taffy and was like glue in your teeth. <laughs> well, until you said the glue part, that sounded really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it tasted good and it was enjoyable while it was crunching in your mouth, but you just had to chew kind of really fast. And <laughs> you know how a dog looks Aww. when it's eating kibble? Like... I don't really want to crunch this. <laughs> they kind of have their mouth open most of the time and are just barely crunching on whatever it is. Uh-huh. That's kind of how you have to eat this toffee. Because if you really spend time chewing into it, you may not be able to open your mouth again. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of you know starting with a crunchy, brittle candy and then it turning into like delicious saltwater taffy. Yeah. That sounds good. But... If it's more like a glue or cementy kind of issue, maybe not so much. Well, have you ever had a really chewy caramel where you're like, this is delicious, but it's hurting me. Yes. <laughs> I think I may pull a tooth out. That's kind of mm-hmm. what it turns into. Okay. So depending on what you're looking for, maybe it would be good. Yeah. As long as you don't have, you know, dentures or crowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you're not a small child with a loose tooth. Right, yes. So we haven't picked an exact recipe. I think we'll both just do what, whatever we want. That sounds and, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come what may. Yeah. We'll put it up on the Facebook which ones we used, and we'll tell you about it next time. Hey, if you have tried making a magic cake bar and it was successful and you think you know what we might have messed up, you should send us an email. It's an excellent idea. What did we do wrong? Why did we have no cake in our magic cake? Yeah, where's all this cake? We didn't have enough magic, I guess. There's no cake in the magic. Anyway, the email address is keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to see the recipe that uh, we're talking about, we'll put a link up on our Facebook page, which you can find by searching for Keeping Busy Podcast. And you should search for us because yes. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we did take pictures before we threw out the <laughs> the magic cake bar so you can see what it looks like and yeah, maybe understand why we didn't enjoy it. 
We should have taken a video of the of the jiggle. Of it just jiggling? Yes. <laughs> um, what did That's we what say? <laughs> there was one word that kept coming up as we were cutting it, as we were eating it, as we were handling it in any way, shape, or form once it was cooked. And that was, it was squidgy. Squidgy, yes, I that think, was the right word. I think that really describes it to a T. It was very squidgy. Final word in Magic Cake Bars is squidgy. Squidgy. So we have one more episode before the holidays. You should tune in. And until then, we'll be keeping keeping busy. busy. Yay. Yay.